This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. As it turns out, my grandmother was right. There was such thing as the Price Club, and it did merge with Costco. We mentioned last week that my grandmother used to always call Costco the Price Club. And I'm like, why does she call it that? Is it because she's like, oh, it's a discount club? You know, and it's that's a club with great prices. With great prices. That's what I thought. Okay. Apparently not. Apparently, the Price Club was founded by a guy named Sol Price. It was in San Diego, California. It was in 1975. And he and his friends put together $2.5 million and they opened it. And yeah, apparently it went really well. And Costco was a competitor of theirs and they merged with Costco at some point. So he, you know, sold his business successfully and whatever. The original Price Club, even though it has a Costco logo on it, is still around. You mean the original building? Yes. I, it's, it's always fascinating to me when people um, have names that you know, fit exactly what their business is. Like this yeah, guy price. Yeah. This guy opens up a discount store. Yeah. He's like, like oh. he's like destined to do something with, you know, the word price in it. The reason we're talking about Costco so much the past few weeks, I don't, I don't remember how it came up a week. Oh, I think cause I thought Kevin Gillespie had never been. Right. F- and you fr- wanted to take him. Yeah. Um, well, one of our listeners named Kim said, I would like to buy a Costco membership for one upside listener. That has never been to Costco. That's never been to Costco. So we're like, that's that's never been done before, but we'll do it. We will. We absolutely will do it. And we'll also throw in a Costco gift card for $250. Mm-hmm. So whoever gets this membership also has 250 bucks to spend. The winner uh, who texted the word Kim to us um, is a woman named Crystal. And she, we haven't reached out to her yet, but her area code is Illinois. Now, back in the day, you used to be able to know where somebody lived based on their area code. But at some point, she got a phone in Illinois. You'll have to ask her when you call her and tell her, like, okay, so you've never been to a Costco. Right. Confirm. Why do you want to go? And then follow up and let us know what you think. Because it is the greatest, but we should tell her. Are they back to doing samples again? They are. Okay, so we don't have to warn. Well, I don't. They did samples for a while, but who knows with this whole Omicron So that's like the best thing about Costco. Anywho, congratulations. And we are very excited about your trip to Costco. Thank you, Kim. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for experiences. I love the fact that this giveaway was an experience. Like mm-hmm. a new experience for someone. And I, I love I love that. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for warm socks. Couple of days. I think that Jeff and I differ on this 
and I'm going to need you to weigh in if you're listening to this. I have really weird hours, right? So I go to bed at 6.30 and then every morning I wake up and usually I have text messages that I've missed out on and business emails and all of that stuff because most people's day does not end at 6.30 p.m., right? And I think a lot of people text like after dinner and before bed. Like yes. that's that's when their days are winding down. They're sitting on the couch, you know, watching TV or, or, or whatever. And they're also scrolling through their phone like, oh, I got to respond to this or this or that, you know, whatever. So you wake up to a slew of incoming messages. Mm -hmm. And I am someone that doesn't hear text noises going off. Like I don't keep my phone on. I have Jeff um, and Robin set. So if they call me like three times, it'll unsilence my phone. But other than that, like I don't, you know, my phone, if I'm sleeping, I'm not, my phone's not buzzing. And I thought that that was pretty much something we left in the early 2000s. Like I can't remember a time where I have texted someone and they've said, oh, you woke me up. Or I just don't think that texts interrupt people like that now. But Jeff said the other morning I was texting one of our um, podcasters because they, and I was responding to a text conversation that they had had while I was sleeping. And I woke up and I was texting them at like five in the morning. And Jeff's like, hey, I don't think that you should do that. I think that that's like really rude. And you don't want to. I did not say it was. Sorry. I think that most people aren't up. And I don't think you want to be the one texting people while they're asleep. And I was like, oh, yeah, good point. Okay, I won't do that anymore. Then I was thinking more about it. And I'm like, but are we at the point with cell phone etiquette where it's on the person who's trying to sleep or whatever? to do what they want to with their devices. And then because information comes at us 24 seven now. So we just have to like figure out our own ways and that, boundaries. That's my. Cause I also like the idea of being the first text message or email that someone gets when they wake up. So I'm top of mind. That's good marketing. <laughs> that, um, you don't think so? Yeah, I do. I'm oh, serious. Yeah, I'm okay. like, that's I good. I never thought of that. Like that's good marketing. Um, my own, the only reason, because I've always shut my phone off at night. I mean, it's not off, but it's always silenced mm -hmm. at night because I used to work similar hours that you did. And there would be a lot of activity that would take place after I went to bed. I've never gone to bed as early as you have, but I would usually be in bed like eight or nine at night. And there's a lot of stuff that happens between eight and midnight where yeah. people are texting. So I shut my phone off um, or silence my, my phone rather. So I've, it's never been an issue for me, but, you know, we have our text, you know, the upside, the Kelly and Jeff text community or, or whatever. So we'll send, like when our gratitude journals go on sale or it's a, you know, wish somebody a happy holidays or whatever it is, we'll send that entire group a text message. And sometimes it gets delayed. Like sometimes there's mm -hmm. a glitch in the matrix and instead of everybody getting the message at 6 PM, when I send it, it gets stretched out and people write back and say, please don't text me this late. And sometimes they unsubscribe and I feel so bad. So I, that's what made me think of it. See, but that to me is different because that's a business thing. I think if you text someone at 10 o'clock at night, but if they're asleep, it doesn't the matter. The expectation is that they can text back at any time. You know what I mean? Like I, 
just feel like, but these you are know, pe- I would be really annoyed if I woke up to a bunch of toll-free calls. Like I don't want to get calls or texts from businesses overnight. But that's not what people are complaining about. The complaint is that the text arrived at two in the morning and woke them up. Mm. So there are people who are, who don't, I don't know what the majority is, but I just was pointing it out to you in case you wanted to err on the side of caution. Yeah, 800-434-5454 if you <laughs> have an opinion that's on this either Text us at 2 a.m. Text us at 2 a.m. It'll be great. Um, yeah. And you know what? And I'll just send up our text line to forward right to Callie and you leave your ringer on. And- yeah, there you go. Um, I, a woman on, on TikTok has created all this hullabaloo, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. on the internet with something that she says she frequently does during first dates. And I, when I read it, my first thought was how terribly her plan would backfire on me. So what she does, she's out on a date with a guy and it's her first date with him. She excuses herself to to go to the restroom. And while she's up and away from the table, she tells the bartender to send, wait like 10 minutes and then send a drink to her from a secret admirer. So now she's sitting at the table with this guy on a first date and the bartender shows up and says, hey, somebody at this bar wanted to send you a drink and and she, she has sent it to herself. Her thinking is it lets the guy that she's with know that she's in demand. Okay. All right. So that's a that's a that is also good marketing. That's like a sneaky marketing mm-hmm. tactic. It's very like share and clueless. Does she do that? She sends herself chocolate and flowers. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she's she's probably stole it from Share and Clueless. Great. My if that was me, I would become so consumed with what guy at the bar had such little respect for me. You'd be annoyed. I would be annoyed. I would be trying to find the guy and I would just, I would become, it wouldn't be competitiveness. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be like, oh, I've got to charm her to win her away from the secret admirer. I would be consumed with the arrogance and the disrespect yeah. of this imaginary guy who clearly sees her. The assumption is going to be it's on a date, you know? Yeah. Like you could be like, oh, that could be her best friend. That could be a coworker. That could be. I her, think people err on the side of date. Yeah. Her brother. But chances are today, I would become so consumed at what man in that room thought so little of me that he could send her a drink and win her affections away. I thought you were going to say that it would irritate you. The game playing part of it, like if you found out about it. The I actually, I don't hate the move, but this is coming from a guy who like 20 years ago, I sent myself flowers. Why? Because I sent, I was working at a radio station in Arizona and, and, uh, I liked the woman at the front desk and I wanted her to feel like I was popular. So I sent myself flowers. I can't remember. I don't even remember what you're so cool. I'm (laughs) such a, I'm actually a huge loser. That's such a loser move. (laughs) But. I, they weren't from, like, I don't remember what I wrote on the car, but I didn't make them anonymous. I was like, oh, that's so nice. Stupid. What a stupid waste of money. (laughs) Especially for a dude. 
Total. Like what girl's sending you flowers? I, a, a loser made up one that lives in my head. Apparently. But anyways, so I don't, I don't necessarily dislike the game playing of it. I almost respect it, but I was just pointing out how terribly that would backfire on me. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I want to talk about something that came up on yesterday's show. Before we do that, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Sorry, this just popped into my head. Were you ever a game player at all? Um, I think a little. Specifically with me? I think a little bit with you, but only because you, yeah, I did. And I can give you a specific example. And you know this example. Jeff was dating multiple women when he was dating me. And I knew about it and he wasn't trying to hide it. He just was like, you know, I didn't know who they were, but I knew that he was, you know, going on dates with multiple women. And at one point I saw like someone had their makeup bag at his house, stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? Cause he kept asking me like, you know, he's like, you can sleep over and then I'll just get up in the morning and go to my job. And then, you know. Like you can oh, set the alarm. Yeah. I'll give you my code, all of this stuff. This and crap was, about not wanting my code. Yeah. And I was like, absolutely not. I will get up and leave your house because I do not want to be, I don't want your alarm code as long as other women have it. That's what I said to Jeff. I'm like, I just don't want it. So I don't know if that's like game playing. It kind of was, but I was like, yeah, if you want me to stay here and you want me to be here when you get home from work, you need to not give your alarm code to other women. Like I'm no, no, I don't want your stupid alarm code. So I would keep even like my toothbrush and stuff like that in my car. And I wouldn't even leave my toothbrush there. Cause I was like, Oh, and I don't know why I thought that would burn you or irritate you or motivate you to be exclusive with me at the time. It made sense, but well, well it worked. Now we have an Ellie. Well, uh, yeah, in the, apparently in the long, worked. long game. Good play. You know what I should have done? You know, been but great. you were such a player that I had to, I think I was playing it cooler than I wanted to, which is a little gameplay for me. Cause I'm usually upfront and straightforward, but you had, you know, like you were dating for the first time after your divorce and all of this stuff. And I just felt like I couldn't be like, Oh, I really like you because you were on a different page when we met. Yeah. But then you were really nice to me and you won. Yeah, and then I won. And but you and you're and you're making it like I was the only one of us dating other people. But like, no, but you, you were definitely worse. <laughs> I I was dating more people, but you were dating a couple. I was dating a couple, but the difference is, I think. Well, that's not totally we were, true. I was we, gonna say the difference is people. The people I was dating knew that I was dating multiple people, and your people did not. Yes, they did. I don't think they did. Um, yes, they did. One of them just didn't want to believe it. Huh. And was very upset. And then one of them, like, this is the the one of them, this is like Callie's favorite story. Um, one of them went on a trip and came back and unpacked at my house and put her stuff in my dresser. Like and, and it freaked Jeff out and I was like, so bad. And that's like the beginning of the end for them because that was she, the beginning of the end for everyone because, and I don't know if I ever told you this, but when that happened, I had the thought that the only person that I would want to do that would be you. Oh, did you really? Yes. You never told me that. I haven't. No. Yeah. That's why it was, it freaked me out so much. Cause He's, I'm like, I don't want her stuff 
here. I want Callie's stuff here. Oh, that's really sweet. Even if you're full of it, that's just. I, why would I be full of it about know. that? I don't know. But that's so cute because I remember when we were dating and I remember you texting me because I kind of knew that you were. I definitely knew you were dating someone else. I kind of thought I knew who it was, but you were trying to like, you don't want to tell me specifics about her. And you texted me and you're like, okay, I don't, I don't think this is going to work out anymore. <laughs> like the dating her is going to be working out. Cause she, I think had, had found out that you were also dating me. And then she was like, okay, well, I'm just going to stake my claim and claim my territory. And I remember you texting me be like, so she just got home from a trip and unpacked at my house. And I, 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 I can, yeah, like, I don't even think you were able to say a concrete sentence. You were just, you know, yeah. yep. post-divorce Jeff was like, no, too much, too much, too much, too much. I'm sweating. And then yada, yada, yada. Ellie was born. And then yada, 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 Ellie was born. Okay, sorry I interrupted, but you wanted to bring up something from yesterday's show. I wanted show. to bring up something from yesterday's show. You said that there was a Martin Luther King Jr. quote that had been popping up for you. And it, funny enough, the one that you shared was actually related to a quote that I saw last week. And I, it was something where I read it and it just stuck with me and it has stuck with me for over a week now. And I can't stop thinking about it because it's something I need to hear. I posted it on Instagram and so many people wrote me and were like, wow, that, that hits. And I was like, I, same, there's, it's a surprisingly short quote, but there's so much to it that I wanted to, to say it on here. The quote is make mistakes of ambition, not mistakes of sloth. And this is something that I struggle so hard with, especially but, as I don't like that quote because sloths are really cute. Sloths are cute, but you know, being lazy, I think, is what you Got know it. they're referring to. Um, but I am a people pleaser, and I think that's a really hard. It's a really weird place to sit because if you're a people pleaser. By definition, you will always try to please other people, but that will stop you from growing. And I think for me, I a lot of times want to avoid making mistakes or when I make a mistake, I think it's the end of the world because I'm so embarrassed and oh my gosh, I let this person down and I, you know, I'm such a loser and how could I... How could I make that mistake? I'm so dumb. I'm not qualified to do what I'm doing. And then it goes into this whole like self-shame spiral and it really feels shameful. Mistakes to me often feel shameful, especially when I own our business and I feel like, okay, I own my business. I should know what I'm doing. And if I make a mistake, that's unacceptable. That's evidence that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. It almost like backs up. It validates that insecure feeling of like, okay, I really shouldn't be in this position. I'm not qualified for this. And so I wanted to, I did sit in that all week and I realized that the mistakes that I'm making are because I'm taking chances to move something forward in the direction I want them to go. It's never, I don't want to be the person that lets something go or slip away because I was just too lazy or too scared to take a chance on something. This, so it's that quote. What is it again? Make mistakes of ambition, not mistakes of sloth. Okay. It's a Machiavelli quote. Okay. That quote is related to one of the episodes of West Wing that we watched this past weekend. Oh, which one? 
Um, oh yeah, it is. Okay. There is a scene in the first season of West Wing and where I'm rewatching it. Callie has never seen it. So we're rewatching the rest West Wing. And in the first season, there is a scene um, between the president and his chief of staff where they are talking about the agenda and the political agenda, like for the, for the pr- first term. And they're trying to figure out who is to blame for them always being safe because they want to get reelected. It's their first term in office. And so they're playing it really safe and they're trying not to upset anyone. And they both come to the realization that if they play it safe and they play, I always screwed up offense or defense or whatever, but if they play it, if they play defense, if they play cautiously and like, we don't want to upset anyone, we want to keep everyone happy, mm-hmm. then nobody is going to be so passionately happy that they'll fight for them. Right. So they have to just decide what their values are and what their standards are and what they're going to stand for and what they're going to fight for. And they need to go all in on that. And I, and I thought about that after the episode, um, how powerful that is, like how often we make decisions it's based humans, on fear, based on not wanting to upset people mm-hmm. or based on fear of failing because failing is fine. If you're doing it because you're being ambitious and not because you're being negligent or intentionally hurtful or whatever. I mean, that's a part of growth. Yep. Um, so that's something, I mean, I wrote it down. I put it, I stuck it to my computer. I'm like, I've got to sit in this and practice this and, and tell myself this because I live in insecurity a lot. D-Bass, don't be a sloth. Done is the number one ADHD online treatment platform that is on a mission to make ADHD more affordable and accessible for everyone. I was diagnosed with ADHD as a teenager, and something I know for sure about mental health from my own journey is how helpful it is to have an expert alongside you instead of being prescribed a medication and then sent out into the world to navigate a diagnosis by yourself. Dunn's board-certified practitioners will lead the way through your treatment, and the best part is every Dunn practitioner is an ADHD specialist. There are characteristics of ADHD that make my life a lot harder. And I didn't even know that they were characteristics of ADHD and that they could be treated or managed until I got treatment from an expert. Knowledge is power. And when you work with a specialist, you'll learn so many helpful things that you may have never known otherwise. Make your ADHD a strength with done. Initial appointments are $199, but as an upside listener, you'll get your first appointment for just $99 when you go to done.callieandjeff.com. That's a $100 savings when you go to done.callieandjeff.com. ADHD done differently. Bomba's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bomba's, you're also giving to someone in need. Now know this, Bomba's, they're famous for their socks, right? There's a pair of Bomba's socks for everything that you do. They got a ton of options. They've got comfy performance styles for every sport that you play, but they've just got comfortable wear them around the house, everyday socks. You don't realize how important comfortable socks is until you're wearing a pair of uncomfortable socks. Now there's also Bombas t-shirts. They're made with thoughtful design features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and they are the perfect weight. So they hang just right. They've also got 
Underwear, Bombas underwear has a barely there feel with second skin support that might make you forget that you're even wearing underwear, but in a good way. Now, know that their socks, their underwear, and their t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters, and that's why Bombas donates one clothing item for every item you buy. Customers like you have helped raise over 50 million items of clothing for people experiencing homelessness. Go to bombas.com slash upside and get 20% off your purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash upside for 20% off bombas.com slash upside. Snow Days Pizza Bites are delicious organic pizza bites loaded with flavor. And the best part is they're free of all the junk. Now, I love food and I am a healthy food skeptic because there are so many foods marketed as delicious that are healthy that actually wind up tasting like garbage. We got our first shipment in. I popped them in our air fryer and let me tell you, they are delicious. And if I hadn't read the bag, I would have no clue that they were good for you. Snow Days comes in three flavors, classic cheese, veggie white, and sausage. All three are Cali approved. Yes, even the veggie one. I was excited when I looked at the ingredient list because there's nothing sneaky about it. Just real organic and super clean ingredients, including vegetables and grass-fed dairy sourced from organic farms. Here's the ingredients for the cheese ones, okay? Cassava, which is a vegetable, grass-fed mozzarella, tomato, olive oil, grass-fed butter, free range eggs, apple cider vinegar, spices, carrot, spinach, onion, sweet potato, and bell pepper. And that is it. You can try one flavor or you can snag a variety pack, which is what I recommend. And right now they're offering Upside listeners $15 off your first order with the code UPSIDE at snowdays.com slash upside. So use the link and the code. Again, that's $15 off your first order with code UPSIDE at snowdays.com slash upside. These are my three random things. My first random thing is the Tostitos logo is two people sharing a chip and salsa. Never seen it before. Now I can't unsee it. That's like, you know, in the FedEx logo that um, between the E and the X. There's an arrow. The white space is an arrow. Once you see that. You can't unsee it. It's so weird. I have never noticed that before. And now I'll never be able to not see it. I was just like, oh, yeah, the eye has uh, is like red. And yeah, I never, ever. I can't picture the logo. We're going to have to put the Tostitos logo and the FedEx logo in our show notes so people can go look it up. Yeah. My second random thing is back in the day, there was a very angry Ferrari customer and he was mad because his transmission kept going out. And he was mad because he's like, you know, this costs a lot of money. I hate going into, you know, the dealer to have this repaired. So he's like, I'm going to try it myself because you know what? I own a tractor company. I think I can do it myself. Takes the hood or whatever, gets into the transmission and realizes it's exactly the same as what's on his tractor. So he's mad because he paid a premium for this. So so the transmission in a Ferrari is the same as the transmission in a tractor? Apparently. Hilarious. Storms into Mr. Ferrari's office because, you know, apparently you can do that. Back in the day, you just know who he is and you could storm in there. And basically, Mr. Ferrari says, how about you let me make the nice cars and you go back and play with your tractors? The guy that he said that to, the tractor guy, was Lamborghini. 
and he designed a sports car to compete with Ferrari. And that is how the Ferrari and Lamborghini like duel started. And nobody knows exactly the words that were exchanged, but apparently it was a fight. And that's how Lamborghini got started. I love that. Tell me to go home and play with my little tractors. I will show you. I wonder what, um, which is the most popular? I don't know. I wonder which has the most been the most successful. That's a great story. Um, my third random thing is Vermont, Alaska, Hawaii, and Maine are the four states in the U.S. that do not allow billboards. For what? For which ones? Vermont, Alaska, Hawaii, and Maine. And I got to be totally honest with you. I think they're onto something. Yeah, I would agree with I that. I think billboards take away from like the beauty of things. You know what I mean? They do, but there is something charming about the billboards away from a city, like the ones that point out the tourist oh, destinations yeah. and the traveling, come here and see the biggest ball of yarn ever and all of that. Mm-hmm. There's something cute about that, in yeah. my opinion. And those are my three random things. The president of, uh, or I guess the CEO of Delta Airlines made $13 million last year. Nice. The guy who runs McDonald's made $11 million. Starbucks, just under $15 million. Uh, Tim Cook uh, earned almost $100 million. Okay? Mm -hmm. So just putting those numbers out there to give you some perspective. Do you know who Charlie D'Amelio is? Yeah, the TikToker. Yeah. I think, I don't even think she's 18 years old yet. Okay. I think she's a high school student. Oh, I thought she was like 22 or something. Oh, no. She's definitely a teenager. But- she, a few years ago, starts dancing on TikTok. Very good dance. I think she grew up as a dancer. She's a very talented dancer. She starts making TikTok videos, becomes the most popular person on TikTok with 133 million followers. She made close to $18 million oh last gosh. year. But hold on. She has an older sister uh, named Charlie. Oh, that's or no, I'm sorry, Dick, named Dixie. Yeah. I think Dixie's in her 20s. Um, Dixie... Uh, last year made, uh, where is hers? Dixie made 10 million. So the two of them (laughs) together made close to $28 million, $28 million. Insane. Insane. And their age, if you average them 20 years old. I mean, good. I'm not going to come down on them. Like I've seen, I know what Charlie D'Amelio looks like. I've seen her dances. I've seen her videos. Like I don't, I mean, it's, is it worth $20 million? I don't know. I don't care, but good for them. Yeah. Right. They maximized it. They're going to, they're cashing out to that tune. Holy crap. So anyways, the point of this story is I'm going to end the episode now because I'm going to go practice dancing. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Make sure you're subscribed to The Upside with Callie and Jeff wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. This is a totally random thought, and it's but it's something that I think about every single day. Mm-hmm. My guess is you probably have never thought about it. Okay. But I think about it every single day because Ellie likes to play with her little baby monitor screen. So usually in the morning, after I get her up, I bring her into our bedroom and we hang out for a few minutes while I make the bed or whatever. And she knows that on your nightstand is the baby monitor. Mm-hmm. And she likes to grab it and look at it. I think she just thinks it's 
like a screen, you know, because yeah. it's lit up and mm -hmm. whatever. I wonder every single day, does she realize, like, can she tell that that's her crib that she was just in? No, Are no you, way. Because her dog's in there. Yeah, her, no way. Her little stuffed dog that she sleeps with. Nope. So I wonder if she, when she is going to realize that we watch her sleep. Because <laughs> that's going to be a freaky thought. Yeah, right? Like there's so many thoughts that, that are freaky for a baby. Like I, I shared this on Instagram. Somebody pointed out this. Um, it's got to be so weird being a baby because you'll be in the car and you'll fall asleep. And then when you wake up, you're in the middle of a target. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Really weird. Like, when does it all start to come together and they realize, like, when the when do the, when do the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle start to come together and they figure it out? No clue. I don't know anything about kids. Hey, Jeff and Callie. So, I was listening to today's show where Jeff had lost Ellie and you guys have said that you guys would totally freak out if you lost your child, especially at the zoo. Well, I lost my child at the Atlanta Zoo. He was two, and him, he went in the little mole house. My daughter went in, her friend went in, and they were in there about 10 minutes. My daughter and her friend come back to check in, and I'm like, hey, where's your little brother? And she was like, I have no idea. I haven't seen him. I'm like, you were supposed to watch him in the mole house. And she's like, well, he wasn't in there when we got in. So he had went through the little itty bitty door, at the other door before they had even crawled in. So it's been 10 minutes and I can't find him. So I instantly go into super panic mode. I'm screaming his name. Parents are like getting nervous. They're grabbing their children off the playground. I'm hysterical. I can't find my son. Well, basically outside that little door is the playground. So he had literally just helped himself straight out the door onto the playground. And he had been over there for 10 minutes and... I had no idea. You want to talk about a heart attack? Yes, that was the scariest moment of my life. Love the podcast. You guys take care. Bye. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account that has no monthly fees. Chime is an award-winning app and debit card with no overdraft fees, foreign transaction fees, monthly fees, or service fees. There are over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs at many locations like most Walgreens, 7-Eleven, CVS, so you can access your money when you need it, where you need it. You can also send money to anyone, even if they aren't on Chime, fee free for you and no cash out fees for them. Make your first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash upside. That's Chime.com slash upside. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Get fee-free transactions at any MoneyPass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Otherwise, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay anyone. Instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds. Well, y'all predicted this would happen. And I was like, no, not my kid. She's just chill. She just hangs out. Nope. We've reached the age where we are into everything. And you can see the curiosity in her eyes. It's a lot of pressure on me because there's only so many times she can take out all of the Tupperware and rearrange it. That's why I'm so excited that we have KiwiCo crates delivered right to our house. Ellie loves the Panda crate. It was developed 
developed in partnership with Seattle Children's Hospital. Each Panda Crate has age-appropriate hands-on projects to help infants and toddlers build a foundation for learning. But more importantly for me, it gives Ellie something for us to do together. Crates arrive every other month and they are filled with two months worth of content. KiwiCo has crates for every single age group from age zero up to 104. And I promise they will help occupy your child's time. So if you are looking for a gift for somebody who just had a baby or somebody who's got toddlers or school age children running around the house looking for something to do, KiwiCo, you cannot go wrong. You can redefine learning with play and get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code UPSIDE if you go to KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Use promo code UPSIDE. Hey, Callie and Jeff, it's Katie from Atlanta. I was listening to today's episode where Callie is talking about her emergency food kit and having soup in her kit. And Jeff, you were talking about how you would heat it up. Um, well, EMT hack for you. You turn the defroster on high and you set your can of soup or whatever food it is that you need to slightly warm up on there and you let it just kind of sit and it will heat up rather quickly so hope you've enjoyed what little snow we got and uh yeah talk to you soon bye hey kelly and jeff it's ashley from vegas so i like five things i'm listening to episode i don't know 932 um i don't know season 10 32 either way kelly made it seem like Everyone knows that Sam's Club is owned by Walmart. Is that a known thing? I grew up in the Midwest in Illinois. I never, ever in my whole life knew that Sam's Club is owned by Walmart. I haven't even thrown a Google on it. I was just shocked. I felt like I had to call you guys. Okay, bye. Hi, guys. Okay, here's my opinion. Don't you love that you have all these people to give opinions on? Walk Lily every day. And Sadie. I have had a lot of dogs telling you dogs have to be walked. It solves so many problems. Dogs are not supposed to be cooped up inside all day. They're not supposed to just roam the backyard. Get them out. Take them for a walk. Let them interact with other dogs. Think about what happens when we exercise. Anxiety, depression, all those things are so much better and easier to manage. Walk the dogs. Walk your dogs. This is a public service announcement for anyone that has dogs. I'm walking mine right now. Just walk your dogs. 30 minutes. Just walk your dogs. Okay. Bye. Hi, this is Christy from Dallas. And I was listening to how Lily's having some anxiety and how it might possibly be to the baby. Almost 24 years ago to the day, I brought my son Jacob home from the hospital, and within an hour, uh, my sweet Bailey, it was a Cocker Spaniel, started having seizures. And we don't think it was necessarily just because we brought a baby home, but it was because <laughs> we brought a baby home 
360 days earlier as well. So we had two kids in less than a year, and the second one did it. So I could totally see that being an issue, but I do want to assure you that um, our puppy, uh, Bailey, went on meds, and she was off of them a year later and doing fine. So it was quite stressful for her. I don't blame her one bit because uh, Jacob was a bit of a crier. Um, He and I were both criers for a few months. Anyways, um, I think that Lily's going to be okay. I just wanted to say that, and I hope all is going well with you guys. Love you. Bye. Always try to look at the upside, not the downside. Mm. Look at the positive side of stuff and try to make it work. If you're feeling blue or if you're feeling down, there's got to be something that's going right somewhere around you. Right. Yeah, right. and it really, right. it works. It works. 